Since the church faced different sets of concerns in different periods, sometimes it's helpful to divide the fathers by time period. The earliest group is the apostolic fathers. These men lived in the first century and early second century, and their lives overlapped with the lives of the apostles. Some were probably disciples of the apostles. The title of Apostolic Father is usually given to Pope St. Clement I, whose letters to the Corinthians survives, St. Ignatius of Antioch, a bishop and martyr whose seven letters survive, and St. Polycarp of Smyrna, another bishop and martyr whom we know from one brief letter and a biography composed by his secretary. The Apostolic Fathers are primarily concerned about issues of order and discipline within the Church and the morals of the Church's members. The next group is called the Antonicene or Pre-Nicene Fathers. They take us through the remainder of the 2nd century and all of 3rd century, up to the time Christianity was legalized in A.D. 313. They are a sizable group, whose stellar names include Justin Martyr, Melito of Sardis, Irenaeus of Lyon, Tertullian of Carthage, Hippolytus of Rome, Clement of Alexandria, Origen of Alexandria, Cyprian of Carthage, and many others. This period also introduces the earliest known Christian woman writer, Perpetua of Carthage, who left us her prison journal. The Antonicene Fathers address a wider range of concerns, including the proliferation of heresies within and at the edges of Christianity, the intensification of the imperial persecution of the Church, and the attacks upon Christian doctrine by pagan philosophers and statesmen. The Third Age of the Fathers we call the Nicene and Post-Nicene Age. The Fathers of this period were defined by their participation in the First Ecumenical Council, the Council of Nicaea, or by the gradual working out of Nicaea's doctrine. These labors lasted for centuries and required clarification at subsequent ecumenical councils at Constantinople in 381, Ephesus in 431, Chalcedon in 451, and in three other councils before the end of the patristic era. The councils settled important questions regarding the natures and person of Jesus Christ and the dogma of the Trinity. The leading lights of this period were Athanasius, Basil the Great, Ephraim of Syria, Gregory of Nazianzus, Gregory of Nyssa, Hilary of Poitiers, Ambrose of Milan, Augustine of Hippo, Leo the Great, Gregory the Great, Maximus Confessor, John of Damascus, and many, many others. In this period, the Church moved from persecution to imperial favor, and then imperial monopoly. This raised new questions about the relationship between Church and State, and the Fathers engaged those questions in a variety of ways. As this period drew to a close, lands that had been officially Christian began falling to Islam in the Arab invasions. The Fathers can also be divided by cultural or language groups. Most of the early Fathers wrote in Greek, even those who labored in Rome, like Clement and Hippolytus. The Latin Fathers included the later writers of North Africa, Italy, Spain, and Gaul. The Syriac Fathers wrote in a language and culture that had many similarities to Jesus' own. They include such great teachers as Aphrahat the Sage and Ephraim the Deacon. The Coptic Fathers include the famous athletes of prayer from the Egyptian wilderness, the Desert Fathers. There are also Armenian Fathers, Georgian Fathers, and Ethiopic Fathers who wrote in Amharic. 
we may categorize the fathers according to their literary genres. There are apologists, who explained and defended the faith, exegetes, who interpreted the scriptures, historians, who preserved archival material and left written accounts of important events, preachers, who composed and delivered memorable homilies and meditations, hymographers, who enriched worship and their liturgical music and verses, catechists, who gave instruction in basic doctrine as well as the deepest mysteries, and spiritual writers, who gave counsel on Christian prayer, charity, and morals. Of course, some of the fathers were very prolific, and one genre cannot adequately contain their works. A polymath like Origen could produce seminal works on apologetics, prayer, and biblical interpretation. In the case of Augustine, it's hard to think of a genre he didn't master. He might even have invented a few.